Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. Come on, son. Ricky, do you remember back in the day, I might have told this story on the podcast before, but back in the day, it was me and you, we were in a flat that we would refer to as 168 Western Park in Crouch End. That's where I used to live. And Rick, yeah. you, used to, you used to live up in, where did you live? Uh, I think it was called Harold Road. What's called Harold Road. And you'd come down to my flat and uh, is it okay to say that you smoked the reefer? Back in the uh, day, or is that yeah, right? that's the, but, well, yeah, it was, it was nearly like, what, how many? Yeah. So we're 15 about, years ago, somehow, yeah, 15, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, we've all done bad things in the past, Rick. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, we, we, used to, we just used to come down, we have a smoke, we have a chat and stuff. And do you remember the conversation that we had about Arsene Wenger? In the back garden. Uh, and we, was, we were saying, no. when's he going to leave? When, yeah. when's he going to go? <laughs> yeah. And this must have been 2006. And he didn't leave. From, from When did he actually leave? It was like 2016, 17, maybe 2018. And, and in 2008, we were saying, when's he going to go? Because he was the guy that stopped everything that Spurs were doing. And Arsenal were always going to be good as long as, they had, as long as they had Arsene Wenger in charge. And I remember having a conversation with you in my back garden going, when's he going to leave, Rick? Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember it. I do. And the thing is as well, like, I know like um, a lot of uh, gooners and that uh, you see a lot on stuff about social media. And uh, who was the, the main proponent? It was uh, DT, wasn't it? Um, and What, trying to get rid uh, of him? And was it? Uh, yeah, and Claude, he's, he's got to go. He's got to go. Uh, yeah. Like, they just, they got too greedy they got greedy they got too greedy and the, they, and they entitled. just they got entitled entitled that's the word i'm looking for absolute entitlement and um and then when they eventually did get wenger out then it just all started to deteriorate i, I, like I we I, knew I, it would i don't want to blow my own trumpet but i called it ages ago ages and ages ago if you get rid of arsene wenger arsenal, um, arsenal turn into a normal football club like into a normal club like any others like Spurs like West Ham like Manchester United have done after they got rid of Alex Ferguson you turn into a normal football club and I don't think they they realize that and, and what, I, what I've been thinking about the last couple of days because they've gone through a lot over the last five or six days you know losing to to Tottenham in the North London derby no, not just Getting losing slumped. they got slumped yeah um yeah. a lot they they lost they, they got slumped by Spurs. Didn't they? <laughs> I remember back in the day when I, I've seen Spurs get beaten by Arsenal loads of times, but I'm pretty sure it didn't feel as bad for us as it did for them because they still carry that level of expectation from the 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 nineties and two thousands because most of their fans, certainly the ones on social media, they grew up on Arsenal being incredible, the Invincibles. That that's the thing, right? It's uh, a lot of my mates as well. They still refer to and think of Arsenal as uh, the Arsenal from the Invincible year. Um, How long ago that was, Rick? That's nearly that era. Eighteen years ago. Wow. Nearly. We're in twenty twenty two. It's two thousand four. Eighteen years ago, it happened. Is that right? They, Sorry, they, hang on. They, yeah, that's right. Eighteen years ago. So there's all that carry on, and that's their mentality from there, right? Okay, fair enough. Great, great season, great, great era for them. But you're not there anymore, and I see it with my mates. The way they they talk, and even like it's the the smallest thing, like fantasy football. I know they'll pack their team out with gooners, and I'm just like, look, look lads, it's. I know it's, it's their downfall. I know yeah. that they they're gonna do fucking nothing. Fill your team with them. They're not going to get you any points, lads. Like, well, I'll, I'll clean they, up. That's fine. They may get some points, but they'll get as many points as the, the other average striker, other average forward you're putting in your team. Like, they, they, the problem with Arsenal, and we're not here to fix the way they think about their football club. Like, I hope everything bad happens to the way they think in terms of football. 
I hope they really struggle with everything that's happening to Arsenal and, and will happen and, and, and <laughs> has happened. I don't want them to feel any comfort in football at all. But that's just the way no. football is. They think that Arsenal are something. And they're really nothing. They're not nothing. I mean, they're nothing in... They, they're average. They are, they're a team that exists in the Premier League. And they don't want to accept it. And we've, we've had it for a long, long time. Luckily, as Spurs fans, we've, we, we, we've existed for a long time as a team that was previously mediocre that has gone on to do something decent, that has, that has somehow built itself into, into a situation uh, right now where we are looking on the up. We've got a massive stadium, all, all this good shit that's happening around Spurs that we've talked about a million times. We, we, but, but, but we still realise that we just exist in football, whereas Arsenal fans think that they're entitled to be at the top and when they're not, they scream and shout and they kick shit and they throw punches and they and they 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 they, they, they spit their dummy out. They've got to start lash to realise lash about. They've got to start to realise, Ricky, they're just a football club, a normal, average football club with a lot of money. And they spend a lot of money and don't achieve, and and, and that's 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 what they are. Rick, did you watch the um? Did you watch the game, the 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 Arsenal Newcastle game? Was you was you what, what, how, how, going into that game? What, what what was you thinking? Because in my head, I was like, I'm not watching it. I'll just check the result at the end, and I'll just fuck like whatever happens, just deal with it. Because it, obviously, dealing with football when just looking at a result is easy, but going through it is much more difficult. Did you watch the game? No, I didn't. Like so, there's a thing that every time I watch a non-Spurs game and I want a specific team to win, they never win. So um, every time, like a, a big game involving Arsenal's on, I never watch it because Arsenal always end up winning. So yesterday was exactly the same, and I didn't bother watching the game, and I was checking uh, flash score every like just refreshing. Every yeah. bloody minute. And then I could hear from a lot of people that Newcastle were absolutely smashing them. And then I went on social and I didn't know that uh, Newcastle had uh, arranged a TIFO and they'd put on some like big kind of uh, last home game of the season celebrations. The Geordies were going mad. And I was like, fucking hell, man. They, they, they could... They could do Arsenal here from what from what I'm hearing, and I was just still like, nah, not gonna watch it, not gonna watch it. One nil, fuck. Mm-hmm. Do I turn it on? Do I t- just tapping my finger on the table? What do I do? Do I enjoy this? No, no, no. I carry on. I'll uh, I go and do the dishwasher. I'll go and do. So- I'll go and preoccupy myself, and then my you, phone. Are you, pa- are you passing? You're passing time in in your own life. Because you know that it passes yeah. time in football, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I've had then, that. I uh, do that all the time. When was the, what was the second the, the second buzzer on your phone? What second buzz on the phone? And I looked, and I could see it was a flash score. And I was like, oh fucking hell! Here, oh, here what we way go. Is, gonna go? What way is, is it going to be? Is it going to be like fucking? Who is it going to be? Is it going to be Saka, Martinelli? And then it was two Gamera's. nil, and I was like. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, "Fucking hell, man! I'm gonna, I'm still not gonna watch it. Still not gonna watch it." And then I looked at my phone again, 89th minute, and I was like, "Right, fuck this! I've got to go and sit. I've got to see the final few <laughs> minutes of this 
Send it on. Volume right up. Pants down. Tissue yeah. out. That was yeah. it. Gone. Um, just nursing the black I just, lace. Um... <laughs> I um, was chatting why with you... my why you a couple of Guna mates before. What was you laughing? Nursing. Yeah, because you know why I was laughing. Oh, yeah, well, I know. Twat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the 20 odd thousand people. Yeah, well, yeah, say it again. Say it again. What is it? <laughs> uh, well, no, I was going to go on to my mate that uh, messaged me before the game and was like, we normally do really well up at uh, St. James's Park and there was some staff, how many games they've won in the Prem up there and stuff like that. And I was like, fuck, man, like, they are going to go up there and they're going to win and it's going to come down to the last game of the season and we're going to be hoping they're going to brush Everton aside at home and we, like, we'll probably win at Norwich, um, but it would just be too late. But... Mm. When that final whistle blew, and I knew that it comes down to it's now gone back into our hands, I was, you know, I'm, well, I'm confident. No, no, well, we'll, but we'll I'm not come overly on. confident. No, no, Rick, Rick, we'll come on to Norwich and we'll come on to that game 100%. We will, we, we have right. to talk about that, how we're feeling as a fan base generally. We will do that. Before we do, I want to tell you what I did. So um, I, we, we had to go to, not didn't have to go, we wanted to go as a family to the kids' grandparents' uh, house because their grandpa uh, was... No, that, his... that, that, that's a, I had to. That's I had to go. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not I really wanted to go. Uh, and I've got to stop doing this, Ricky. I, I, actually, <laughs> I, was, absolutely, I was really hungry. And, and honestly, the grandma, the <laughs> grandma Jill... She puts on a, an amazing spread. She always does. So I was quite excited to go there because I was hungry. And um, um, so we went there around about six o'clock. We're there talking. Everyone's having a drink. It was lovely. And then um, I was just, obviously, I knew that the kickoff was coming around and it started. And I'm, I'm straight on Sky Sports. You use Live Score. I use Sky Sports because I think that Sky Sports is quicker than the telly. You know, when you're using Now TV, quicker than the. Like Sky Sports app is a little bit quicker than tell you. That's what I think. Anyway, yeah, so I, I, I switched over. I switched over to Flash Score from Live Score because it's uh, quicker. Anyway, so I was um, we uh, so I was I was checking the phone. And everyone's around the table, and I'm obviously constantly checking your phone, which is really antisocial. And I'm looking at it, and it's like Newcastle on top. Newcastle already getting Arsenal here. Arsenal really on the back foot here. Newcastle should be one up. St. Maximum is running them ragged. And I'm like, come on, please. Please just score. Because I do not, none of us want to go into the final game of the season with the game in Arsenal's hands, playing against Everton, who are probably going to be safe. We spoke a lot about the fact that we hoped Everton will somehow lose and there'll be something that they need to do on the final game just to make it competitive. Anyway, I'm watching it and I was like, okay, Anyway, we we get in the car and we're driving home and I'm still looking at the result. And I get home, turn on the second half and I'm straight in there. Honestly, I've never been so nervous and so hyped up and on the edge watching a game that doesn't include Tottenham Hotspur as I was in that last 45 minutes. And the, the, the madness You watched of it, it live. The, yeah, the, from halftime through to the end, I watched it live. And I saw both goals. And I saw Arteta f- 
fling the kitchen sink at Newcastle. And by that, I mean simply put on attacking players and take off defenders. Um, and I was so nervous. And every break or every touch Arsenal had, I thought it was going to end up in the goal. But when you look at it, when you don't have an investment in it, they really weren't very good. And Newcastle were very good. And if you look at their first team, you look at the players, all the players that Arsenal fans crow about, Smith Rowe, Saka, Lacazette previously, um, Xhaka in midfield, uh, Ben White, Odegaard. Odegaard, Ben White, Gabriel, um, Tomiyasu. You know, the, these aren't, these are players that they heralded. And a Newcastle team that you'd think that most of the players I've just mentioned would get into that Newcastle team really just controlled it. And I get that there's like oil money in Newcastle, but that isn't the Newcastle we watched absolutely manipulate Arsenal last night. What isn't the Newcastle that will that will undoubtedly become a major force in English football in the next few years? And they just couldn't cope. It just he like Arteta's answer to this was just throw everyone on. And and, and and the funny thing about this is Arteta's been making complaints about things like our oh, fixtures and and then and, and the refereeing decisions. You fucked that. You fucked it. You you've run Saka into the ground. Ben White wasn't fit to play. Tomiyasu wasn't fit to play. Gabriel wasn't fit to play. And you saw them falling apart. They they weren't quick enough. They were nowhere near up to pace compared to the Newcastle players. Saka looked like out of his depth. And he isn't, like he's an elite player, but he looks so tired because you've run a 19, 20-year-old kid into the ground by playing him every minute. It was, and then at the end, it was just like throw, throw fucking Lacazette in. And all their players were crumbling. They were just not crumbling mentally, but they're physically breaking down. And you just realise that it, you take a step back and I was like so, so emotionally invested in it that I didn't realise that Arsenal weren't, they were shit fundamentally. But, uh, that it was it was all down to um the way Arteta's managed that. He's a novice. He's an absolute novice. And if Tottenham Hotspur <coughs> somehow don't qualify for the Champions League this season, it'll be a travesty that, that geezer. Like no doubt he'll be a good coach in the future. But he's not ready. He's not ready to manage the season. He's just like throw the players in. Anyway, um we we are in an interesting conundrum, Ricky. Yeah, because uh, that loss means that Spurs only have to get a draw at relegated Norwich. Yeah, on Sunday. Now, if the, the you know you'd break your hands off for that scenario after the sort of you know the hype and excitement of Arsenal losing to Newcastle died down, how did you feel? How do you feel? How are you, you know, compartmentalizing the situation? Uh, honestly, I just want it to be Sunday, and I just want it to be. I want it to be all over now. Um, it's, what do you think, though? Like, like you're saying, like if, if if you could pick any team, who would you pick? Norwich, and um, <laughs> literally, you, know, you pre- would. Pre- pre- yeah, my preference. They've been relegated be since to, fucking to be at home. They've relegated since November, or something like that. The, there is that, right? But you got to think that. I mean, this is the way that I'm thinking, Norwich. People say, "Oh, they've got they've got nothing to play for. They've been relegated." Okay, it's going to be their last home game of the season, so they're going to want to put on a performance for their fans. It's going to be their last game 
in the Premier League for God knows when. So I think they'd want to put on a performance and give something back to the fans. Yep. There's going to be players there that will, uh, you know, um, metaphorically showing the leg as to say, come and buy me, like Max Aaron's. They're going to be wanting to say, look, I'm better than the championship. Come and fucking buy me. Um, so I think they'll want to put in a good performance. Um, so it ain't going to be easy. And 100% not going to be easy. This, um, yeah, what do you it, think is going to happen, Ricky? I, Wait, Rick, I'm asking you, right, as as a, as a Spurs fan, are you over the PTSD of being a Spurs fan and realising the trauma and, and accepting the trauma that was what, what has happened previously in the last couple of decades? Are you... No, no, no. And if there's a Tottenham fan out there that says, yeah, I'm over it, you're a fucking liar. You're a liar or you just don't feel it as... as much yeah, you're a liar I or do. you're a fucking psychopath. <laughs> like, I, I was thinking about the, as soon as I, um, as soon as Newcastle scored their first goal when it wasn't even the, the the result wasn't even conclusive or it wasn't even done. I was thinking, Norwich away relegated Norwich away is tricky. It's tricky for any club, any any team going Norwich away when they're relegated is tricky. It shouldn't be tricky. Oh, so you're not over. What? You're not. You're still suffering from Tottenham PTSD. You're still suffering from that that season where we had to go up to Newcastle and win, and we lost five one to relegated Newcastle. Are you still suffering from that? Yeah, yeah, totally, massively. Yeah, me, too. me too. Me too. I mean, there, and there are other games where we, we had we the chance to. to yeah, I'm not going to go back through. Them, yeah, God, no. let's, this isn't all, all about. Yeah, we just accept it, don't we, Rick? We accept it. Yeah, you do accept it. You do accept it. But I just kind of like, I'm just hoping for just once that we get to enjoy something. And like, if you were Conte, what would you do? How would you set up your store? What would you be saying to your players? Would you say to them, look, lads, all we got to do, keep it tight and get the draw and we've done it. Or would you say, let's fucking make sure that we, that it's in our hands and we go out and we mow those motherfuckers down. We just, from yeah. minute one, just start hammering them. And when we're 2-0 up, we're in control, then we, you know, drop it back down to third gear and see the game out. Or would shock you and be awe, like, Rick, shock let's, and awe. Just, let's keep it. To, what the fuck is that? Well, it's when, when Hitler invaded Poland. That's, 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 that's what we need to do. Use the tanks. Use everything we've got. Use Son, Kane, Kulisevsky. Use every bit of quality we have as quickly as possible so that they don't know what's fucking happening and then we take their land. I'm not celebrating what that's Hitler... Blitzkrieg. Was it? What's Shock and Order? I, I think so. Shock and Order sounds know, the same. I've never heard of that. No? <laughs> I thought you were talking about Pan of Chocolat. I was like, what? No, yeah, we Shock, throw them shock and Awe. Shock and Awe, it's no. like Blitzkrieg, but it's in English. Right, I, I don't know. Um, let's all right. Let's let's say. I just I feel uncomfortable <laughs> saying Blitzkrieg because it led to so much horror. I'm saying let's go to um, shock and awe. I don't, I, I, all I'm saying is use our best players and do as well as we can immediately. Let's run into <laughs> getting them. Do the most damage that we can. <laughs> yeah, quickly, straight away, press quickly them quickly and speedily. A lot of damage, right? Right. Yeah, well, so no, what, I'm, I'm in that same boat because because uh, I want. Uh, 
I don't want to be sitting there. Like, when we played against Brighton, right, and it was the 85th minute and it was nil-nil, and I was like, okay, we playing at home against Brighton. We should be beating them. We're all getting excited because we know that Champions League is just around the corner. And if we can just win and stretch our fingers out just a little bit more, fuck, we've gone 1-0 down. We yeah. fucked it. Yeah. And then there was uh, the game against Brentford. And Conte was saying, if you can't win a game, don't lose it. And you've got to sit tight and just, just play it out. And, and then make sure you get at least a point And make, make sure you get at least something from the game rather than nothing. The game against Burnley. Oh, mate. I think I was more We haven't talked about that, have we? In that game. No, because it's, it's just too much going on, Flav. There's just how, too much. How did you, I how can't did take you, it all in. It's, this is things that every, every game in the last four played between Tottenham and Arsenal, we've been so guilt-edged. And thus far, it's all gone in our way, all gone in our favour. Like you was at the, uh, in, in the stadium against Burnley. Yeah. Honestly, my, uh, what was it like in the stadium? Because outside the stadium, watching on telly, it was fucking horrendous, Ricky. Yeah, it was. And it was horrendous in the stadium too. Atmosphere was good. Got behind the team. Everyone's up for it. But it was just, I don't know, man. It was... Those fucking pasty yeah. eaters up there. And they're eating, putting pies in fucking bread rolls and calling it a gourmet <laughs> meal. Don't care. Don't care, Ricky. I, I, I want them out of the fucking they league. They were, I mean, we had a, we had a few chances. Um, we didn't take them. The keeper made two amazing saves from Son. Um, I don't know whether you would say the penalty decision was fortunate when when it, when it went to. It's happened to us. When it happened, I didn't see I didn't see anyone in the stadium shout. Well, anyone around my area. No one noticed the it. Penalty, handball, when they said that, so, so like when, that. And you then on, when Rick, the game was it, going on, yeah. yeah, you watch it on telly and they, and, and you hear yeah, the, uh, Alan Smith go, uh, "They're checking for handball," and that was it. And then suddenly it clicked to him and then, and then he's holding up to his ear and you're like, hold on, something is happening there. <laughs> well, do you know what? I kind of like this VAR thing because we really need it right now. <laughs> God, sorry, VAR, VAR is, is great when it, when it goes for you. Uh, mate, I'll, and like I'll, you're I'll, saying, that the ref... I will take it to Parliament when it isn't going for us. But when it's going for us, bring it <laughs> It's the beauty of football, isn't it, Rick? When it... When he when he blew the whistle and then pointed to the penalty spot, I was like, "Fucking yes, this is what we need." Just before half time as well, I couldn't have come at a better moment. And uh, when Kane took that penalty, like it looked like he not hit screwed it wide. it wide, but it looked like he was going to miss it because he hit it in the corner, side netting Mate, so perfectly. It couldn't, couldn't be any more in the corner. We I was watching it with my old man on the telly, and it, we thought he'd hit it wide. I think my dad almost yeah, made, I think this is the noise my dad made just like maybe a millisecond before the ball went in. He was like, uh, that was what he, that's how he did. <laughs> uh, that's the noise he made. <laughs> that, that noise encompassed all the misery that he thought was coming. He went, uh, way, uh, way. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, and even even Kane after the game said, "Oh yeah, I sort of miss it." I don't want to hear that. Do not want to hear that. Fucking horrible. Oh, yeah, did so, he say that? Yeah, he's, he's sort of oh, sort of scuffed it. He said. Oh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't catch that. But yeah, I just ignore that. But then when uh, Bernie would, try, you know, trying to uh, muster something, and then I think it was a uh, was it. Barnes that had that uh, long shot from outside the box yeah, and Barnes, it crashed yeah. against the post. I was like, "Fucking hell! Don't do this, Tottenham! Don't do this!" You know, like we know what happened against Brighton. Don't let them back in. Just do everything you can just to like feign injuries. Larice lay on the floor with the ball. Like do do whatever you can. Really drag the time out. Um, well, I don't want what... to live through that, like for, against Norwich. <laughs> I don't want to go one nil up, mm. and then we are going to ground, and like Larice is swapping sides of the penalty area. What way he's going to kick the ball out, and all the little kind of uh, things that you do to try and wind, wind the time down. And uh, there was a lot of times as well. As soon as the ball was going into the crowd at the stadium, they were just holding on to the ball. Um, just to wind the time down, and then from from across the bench, a ball would be kicked out to the uh, to a Burnley player. And as soon as he got the ball, then the crowd would throw the ball back onto the pitch. <laughs> but doing a kind bit. of like just it's, doing a bit. It's Rick. funny, yeah, exactly. It's funny, but then you're just thinking the, the rest just going to put more time on. Of course, at the he end, is. isn't he? Of course, he is. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, indeed. Um, so, uh, uh, so in in your mind's eye, how do you picture it? it working out on Sunday? Are we going to roll them over? Are we going to lose? Or is it going to be a, a very sort of choppy game where we kind of get over the line? What, what, what do you think might happen? I don't think it's going to be an easy game. Um, I think it's going to be a cautious game from us. Um, I think it'll be a professional uh, game from us. And I, I think Conte will obviously say, when the opportunity arises, take it. You're only going to get a couple of shots, but we have to remain tight and compact and just obviously don't let them don't let them score don't let them have any chances because we just have to draw it but i have a feeling he's not going to be uh go all guns blazing uh, and go for it because he is um i can't think of the word now pragmatic and he won't he won't do that because he knows it's a game it's 90 minutes we don't need to go gung-ho we're not the ones that have to go for the win we don't have to open up but saying that on 12 minutes pookie gets a fucking weird peno and we go one nil down just like oh good lord yeah why is this happening uh and then arsenal go one nil up but I don't think that that's how it all pans out. It's the drama, isn't it, of the Premier League? This is what they all wanted. And I think, you know, uh, the energies in the world will kind of come together as to say, let's play it out and make it the world's most exciting league. But oh, I no. think we, wh- whatever happens, I feel that we'll do it, whether it's a draw or a win. Yeah, so like, if it's in order for us for n- to, to not, finish in Champions League, Champions, League, Champions League places, they need to beat us. Um, they've played 37 games this season and they've won 5 in 37. They've got a minus 56 goal difference. If we're just, if we're just sensible... Oh, fuck it, this what is, was this their, is um, PTSD Spurs, isn't it? PTSD. What was their last game? They drew... 
Oh, did they? Uh, yeah, they drew to. I can't remember. It's not. I saw. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. They drew to. Wolves away as well. That's a decent result. Yeah, That's a decent result. I saw, They're on the up. They're on the up. I could have sworn I saw Pookie score, and I thought, oh, if Norwich win that, then hopefully they'll be like, oh, Lee. We were going to have to turn up on Sunday, but yeah, yeah, draw. But I mean, um, yeah, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I'm not like can't be hopeful. Pure... It's, it's, this is the thing. Is it, it's 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 about hope. It's it's the, the the balance between hope and the absolute despair of not getting the result we need is is so weighed in that 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 sort of it will be relief when we do it. Whereas if the the other the other alternative would be absolute despair. But fuck it. We're not going to keep talking about that. We are a very fucking good team and we should be able to go to Norwich and not lose. <laughs> yeah. Rick, we've got some questions. Um, uh, Frasinio, he says, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much are Arsenal total fucking bottle jobs? Let's not forget that they bottled the original fixture with one COVID case where uh, at one point about 12 points ab- above us and they've had no cup games all season. Arteta's third season in charge of them and they've spent £400 million. I don't think they've spent £400 million. I think they've spent £250 million since he joined, but I love the energy. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, you, you, you listen to um, Carragher and Neville and they were talking about Arsenal like they're in trouble because Newcastle are coming. Man United are going to be different next season. Spurs are going to be better next season. What are Arsenal going to do? What can they possibly do? Like even if they signed Dybala and, and Vahalovic, if I know that's neither of those things are likely to happen, but if they did, they're still not bridging the gap between any of the clubs we just mentioned. No, and I, I saw I saw some tweet uh, that was like listing like they've spent thirty million on a keeper, fifty million on a defender, a keeper uh, who's been pretty poor for the last two or three months. I know people are Arsenal fans are hyping him up, but if you look at the statistics. He had a great first few months at, at Arsenal, but the latter part has been poor from Ramsdale. Yeah, and then they've spent, I don't know, 10 million on the left back, and they spent another t- 10 or 20 million on a centre they spent, midfielder. They spent all, 150 all these, million in the summer. Last all, summer. all of these for um, for last season, they conceded 37, and, and this season they've conceded like 46 or something like that. So all that money for the, the defence. And they've conceded more. Fifty million so, pound for Ben White, who spends more time on the, on the sunbed than he does thinking about football. It was ridiculous. He's he looked. I I didn't realise it was Ben White. He looked like Ross from Friends. It was so dark. <laughs> like he'd been sprayed too many times on his front. Um, we've got a question from Zeus here. Zeus is a great follow, by the way. At Zeus eighteen eighty two X, go and follow him. He's very funny. Um, he said, "Would you give Dean Smith Dean Smith a two minute rimmer for a draw on Sunday?" Of course you would, Rick. Yeah, I was going to say, probably. Yeah, yeah. what's it, two minutes of your life going down on, the, on Dean Smith's bum for a draw? Yeah. Mate, I've, I've done worse. I've done worse. <laughs> Much worse. <laughs> what about what about if you... How about this, Rick? If you get a two-minute rimmer on Dean Smith... I, I've never heard the word rimmer before. I've never said it before. I read that question out. But yeah, a two-minute rimmer on Dean Smith for a draw on Sunday if it meant your wife knows. Would you, be able to, you could explain that away, surely. 
Yeah, yeah. My, what, yeah. My, yeah, she would know that I've, that I've done that to Dean. <laughs> Dean. Don't call him his yeah. first name. That makes it personal. It's weird. Yeah, if you can't call him Dean Smith. <laughs> call him Smith. I fucking hate. I hate the name Dean as well. It's my middle name. I fucking love it. <laughs> no, your Dean. mum and dad did a terrible, a terrible Dean. job naming. Ricky's bad. Ricky, I don't. I don't get like Richard. Take Richard. Claim Richard. No, never. Well, you think Ricky's bad? I don't think it's that that bad. Not worse than fucking Dean. It's not as bad as Gary, but it's worse than Gareth. Yeah. Uh, we've got a question about here. Uh, would having Gareth Bale back work for the squad? So these the the transfer rumours at the moment is that obviously Gareth Bale's out of contract. Apparently, he wants to come back to Tottenham. Daniel Levy wants to sign him. Um, he's willing to cut his wages in half to be about hundred. Thousand, hundred fifty thousand, which feels about right. Rick, how do you feel about the notion that Gareth Bale could come back to Tottenham in this Conte side? Well, first of all, I would say when he came back uh, for that loan period, I would say he was a uh, success. He scored some important goals, important contributions, and I don't think Jose in that time got the best out of him either. Um, But... What I would say for all the nostalgia and how good Gareth Bale is and all of that, there is the worry about his fitness and injuries and how many games he'll get. We'll get. If he's happy with being uh, a squad player and filling in and being one of those players that we can roll off the bench to make something happen, that's all good. But the main thing is if Conte wants him and Conte thinks he can do a job for the squad, then fucking get him in. Do you think that signing? Then do you think that signing will will be about Conte, or, or will it more be about Daniel Levy? Like, or, or if you can get him on a free transfer for a small, small um, signing on fee, like he's so rich, he's been earning six hundred grand a week for the what was it five, six, seven years that he's been at uh, Real Madrid. He doesn't want money; he wants to play somewhere. But is he? Like we love him, we know how good he is, but he needs to fit, doesn't he? He needs to fit, and will he fit? And will Conte play? I don't know. What I don't know. I'm not sure, Ricky. No, I don't know. I, I'm just more. Um, yeah, I'll leave it down to Conte. Really, I, I, he he won't be like he won't be starting eleven. No, that's for no, sure. No, 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 no. But what like in, when you're playing Champions League group stages or? You need someone coming off the bench if he's willing to do that, like stay fit, yeah. play for Wales, like having a bench that can impact a game. I don't think Gareth Powell probably comes into Spurs and th- even thinking about coming into Spurs when you've got a front three of Son, Kulisevsky and, and uh, of Kane uh, that he comes yeah. in and thinks, I'll walk into this team. But being a squad player where he would play 30 to 35 games in a season, maybe even 40, and deliver 15 goals and five assists. Just seems like, I don't know, it just seems seems like the obvious thing to do. I, I, adding to that, the narrative of him coming back and playing in front of the fans. Yeah. Do you know what? I'd like to buy him just so he can take free kicks, really. Just take them, take it. So, like, for Kane, every time we get a free kick, we sub him on, and then we sub him back off again just to take that free kick. Yeah, that's what I think we should do. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, we've got a question from here. Liam says, uh, "Is Conte now fully coys 
So even like that, I don't know if you saw the interview with Kane, where Kane said, "Oh, we want him to stay. We hope he stays. It's up to him to decide his future with the country, uh, so uh, with the club." That made me feel a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, I did like, see you. Surely, like, in the in the WhatsApp group, getting a bit like. Yeah, but surely he's like, why would Kane say that? Like, if he was committed, then why would it even be a question? I don't know. Maybe Conte hasn't really given that much away in the dressing room to say that he's going to stay or anything like that. Or maybe because Conte's playing mind games, he said to he said to uh, Harry to do him a favor. Well, do us a favor, H. Like, just tell, like, just go and do an interview and just make it sound like whether I'm going to stay or not. Yeah, do you remember and when I, I said like really after the Burnley game? After the Burnley game, when I said I was leaving because these players can't do it for me, can you do that for me? And, and you know, just put the cat amongst the pigeons, make sure they're yeah, react. yeah. I can't conceive of a, of a world where, where that happens. We've got a great question here from Adam Perry. 85th minute, score is 1-1 uh, against Watford. Uh, Son has scored already. We are getting into Europe, but a nervy five-plus injury minutes left. We get a penalty. Do you let Son take it to get the golden boot, or do you give it to Harry Kane? Well, do, against Watford or Norwich? Sorry, Norwich, Norwich, Norwich. My bad, my bad. Oh, Sorry. okay. Um... No, of course no, not. You're, no, your your golden boot is not worth us, you know, potentially not qualifying for the Champions League. No, no, there, there is sorry. no, there is no time. Even ninety four point forty five on a ninety five minute clock, you let Kane take that penalty. The yeah. golden boot means everything to to, to the player. But it means nothing to us as fans as a club. It, it really, really doesn't. So uh, yeah, that's the answer. There's no other answer. Can't be. Um, I think that'd be it, Rick. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I think uh, we've done our job. I feel like um, you know, there's a there, there's a big game on Sunday, and uh, you know, fingers crossed. We don't absolutely fuck ourselves in the arse, so we have done many, many times before. But perhaps this Conte Tottenham is very different from the ones we've witnessed before. The team that Pochettino was building was a team in transit. We were we were transcending to levels that we hadn't experienced before, and on the way to those, you know, new levels, you're gonna reach or, or be challenged. And that Newcastle defeat a relegated Newcastle defeat, a 5-1 defeat, no less. The one included Andros Townsend. Uh, yeah, it was difficult to take. And we're, t- we're carrying that into this game. But we must do this. And the, and we must have... We, we had to beat Arsenal. We had to beat Burnley. And we have to beat Norwich. Same attitude needs to be taken into this game. And if we can do that, we will win. There isn't a yeah, single player think... in that group, Rick, that thinks we we are guaranteed a win just by turning up. They can't. They can't. It's just too... No one's not going to be 100% going to that game. No, I think uh, Conte, again, he will be professional throughout and we chatting to them throughout the week to say that obviously that it's, it's not done. The game's not... It's, it's not over and it'll be... He'd have been chatting to them first thing in training today, saying, like, oh, I know you saw the Arsenal result, but, th- but this does, this means nothing. This changes nothing for us. We have to win. 
we have to take those three points. Then after that game, you can go on holiday, you can do whatever you fucking want, but you need to bring those three points back. Well, no, what you actually should say, Ricky, is if if we don't get a draw in this game, you're not going on holiday. None of you. None of you. Yeah. I'll, re- I'll ring every single one of your wives, every single one of them, and I'll say, you're not going on the holiday you planned. They're, going and they're coming back into training next week. Because you've double not- sessions. Double sessions for four months, even into yeah. the new season. Four months. And commit to it, Rick. <laughs> got to commit to it. Got to make him do it. Even Harry Kane. Got to make him do it. Make, make Lloris, <laughs> you know, his game's not about fitness at all. Make him do double runs. Sacre bleu. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I don't know, who knows? Who knows, Ricky? But uh, what I do know, Rick, is I love you very much. And uh, we've gone through many, many false dawns, many, many disappointments through the years. But we've also we've had a couple of wins as well. Haven't we? Yeah. So there, there's been as many wins, like not trophies, but there's been the Ajax game. There's been beating Chelsea at Wembley in the League Cup. There's been, oh, come on, give me some more. There's been uh, Man City. In the Champions League, there's been yep. beating Leicester in the last minute this season. There's beaten Watford. even Arsenal recently three 0 slapped slapped him up. We do win sometimes. It's just people focus on this this moment. But you know, you can't escape the fact that if we somehow fuck up getting Norwich, <laughs> we've all got to live. Don't no, let's not focus on it. Anyway, come on, you Spurs. It'll be fine. Ricky, it'll be fine, minute to say it'll be fine. It'll be fine, it'll be fine. Up the Spurs. Up the Spurs. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel surname. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. 
Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.